0: All right so in today's video we're looking at the next group which need um, specific needs addressed for their athletic performance and it is adults and aged athletes. So the syllabus says that with adults and aged athletes you need to learn about heart conditions, fractures and bone density flexibility and joint mobility. So how those three things can impact their um, involvement in physical activity and then obviously some suggested ways as to overcome those issues so that they can still be physically active. On the learn two side, we're looking at um, explaining the sports participation options available for aged people with medical conditions, All right? And that's pretty much like stock standard question that you're gonna get um, in your assessment tasks on this dot point if it comes up. So let's get to it. Alright, so due to the aging process um, that we're all going through, the body does not function as efficiently as when you're younger, okay? Um, You know, look at your parents, look at your grandparents. The the way that they move and great grandparents hopefully if you've still got some, the way that they move is a lot different to you. Okay? Um, Everything's a little bit of a struggle. Uh, If, you know, older people do exercise, it takes them longer to recover. Um, There's a higher chance of them actually, you know, straining a muscle or there's definitely a higher chance of them fracturing bones, which we'll get to later in this video. Um, There's lots of things that happen just simply because you're old, okay? And due to that, these people in here have certain um, recommendations. Now, the lack of efficiency and function that uh, older people do experience may be due to a bunch of things. So the most common ones we have are just general wear and tear. Okay, So simply being old and you know, having a life um, full of physical activity takes its toll on the body. Medical conditions in particular. So if you've already got a medical condition, condition then it is definitely um, harder for you to engage in physical activity than you have certain recommendations and, of physical activity that you should be doing. And on the other flip side of wear and tear is, you know, disuse or lack of physical activity throughout your life. So if you have lived a largely sedentary life, you know, then doing physical activity is extremely hard because your body just doesn't know how to move properly at all. So if you start something, you're probably gonna hurt something. So in a nutshell, adults and age athletes should focus on activity which enhances their health related components of fitness. So remember, cardiospiratory endurance, Flexibility, muscular strength, muscular endurance, and improving body composition. So that so we're not worried too much about skill, but definitely our health-related components of fitness. Now, enhancing those health-related components of fitness may not actually extend the amount um, that you live, so your life um, expectancy, but it will improve the quality of life that you have left. Okay, so if you get someone who goes into retirement at sixty-five, um, you know. <sighs> if you could predict in a crystal ball when they were gonna die. Let's say they're gonna die when they're 81. If that 65 year old then started a really, really awesome exercise regime to improve all of their um, components of fitness, there's no guarantee that they're gonna live further than 81, but at least the next 16 years of their life is gonna be like a good quality life as opposed to just sitting around, being pushed around in a wheelchair and not being able to do much. They can still get up the shops, you know, go out for their friends, go bowling or go to the club, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, let's get into our specifics. All right, so heart conditions. The cardiovascular system is less efficient as we age and you should know this because um, cardiovascular issues are our main killer in the Western society. So reasons that uh, it is weaker and therefore the outcomes. So first of all, one, you've got a weaker heart muscle. Your heart is a muscle, okay? Um, you should remember from your types of muscle last year that it is smooth muscle. So it will just contract um, involuntarily until it obviously stops contracting, which is a bad thing because you die. Um, so it's a weaker heart muscle because even though it's not a skeletal muscle, the more that you work that muscle, it will get stronger. So due to inactivity or due to like, um, extended aerobic activity, the heart muscle stops working as hard as you get older and therefore it becomes weaker. Doesn't mean you can't strengthen it up again, which we'll go over in here in a second. So we've also got um, narrowed blood vessels. So when, so you've got a blood vessel, so remember blood vessels are arteries and veins and capillaries, so remember it's a big tube like this and blood flows through it. As you get older, even you can like be as healthy as as healthy can be, but you'll still get buildup of stuff around the inside of your blood vessels, just accumulated over you know the sixty years plus that you've been living on Earth. That's called plaque. Okay, you can think of it like plaque on your teeth, but it's in your arteries and veins. This is exacerbated with a poor diet. So, like if you are consuming you know excessive amounts of sugar and or fat, that will add to plaque going um, inside your blood vessels. Or you can just get plaque buildup inside your blood vessels at a younger age because of a poor diet. But we're just talking about older people with heart conditions at the moment. So let's just say um, their blood vessels have plaque buildup inside their um, blood vessels. And therefore, the vessel itself has become narrower. So the vessel hasn't changed size. But because of the buildup of stuff, it's got less room for the blood to flow through. So the narrowing is what we call atherosclerosis. And yes, you need to know that term. All right. The other thing that happens, because you know that blood vessels are sort of like, I don't know, they're like ribbons, so they're very flexible, because they can move all around your body, is that as you get older, the blood vessel itself, you can sort of think of it as drying out, so it becomes less elastic. And therefore, if something's less elastic, so if you think of a, think of a rubber balloon, okay, if I get a brand new balloon, I can like pull it back and forth and stretch it in a bunch of directions, and it will be fine. But if I leave that balloon out in the sun for a week, okay, it becomes less elastic because the heat um, has taken some moisture out of that rubber and the latex and it just dries it up. And then if I try and pull it, what will happen? It'll probably snap. So less elastic blood vessels are more likely to burst and therefore you can suffer clots and strokes and things like that. And we call that term arteriosclerosis, which you also need to know. Thirdly, Due to the narrowing of the blood vessel, so there's, um, you've got the same amount of blood going around your body, but it's in a smaller spot. What that does is increases the pressure at which your heart has to beat, and that's blood pressure, okay? So higher blood pressure, due to this thing, which is called hypertension, which you should know already. And due to all of these things combined, the adult and age athlete has a decreased ability to carry oxygenated blood around their body. Not the end of the world. There are things that we can do. So recommendations for adults and aged athletes to not only engage in physical activity, but improve their health so therefore they can have a better quality of life. First of all, we're going to avoid strenuous activity or an exercise. So we do want to exercise, but we're not going to be going out and doing some like high intensity interval training. Um, Cause you know, that'll probably send all of these things through the roof and then you will have a heart attack, which would be bad. So what do we do? First of all, low intensity activity. So that's between 60 and 75% of your maximum heart rate. Um, you may remember that seven, around 70% is what we call your aerobic threshold. Um, so you need to be sort of working around your aerobic threshold. However, you don't need to exceed it to get into that anaerobic work. So we're doing low intensity activity, aerobic activity specifically, cause we're talking about heart recommendations. Um, for 30 to 45 minutes, you can go longer, but I wouldn't go longer than an hour because elderly people do fatigue easy. So if you say to them, you're gonna do an hour run, they may just collapse. You give them 30 minutes, they can do that, okay? And the reason we're gonna do this is to strengthen our heart muscle and the blood vessels to improve our cardiovascular health. In between our sessions, we're gonna take extra recovery time. So you know, at my age, if I wanted to improve my cardiorespiratory endurance or my cardiovascular health because I have a health problem, not that I do, but if I did, I could probably go for a run four, five, six times a week for 30 minutes in the mornings. And that would be fine, and I'd have a day off for rest and recovery. Elderly people though, we're only gonna want them to do this twice, three times a week. Tops. And the last thing which is important point is that they should exercise with peers or friends or something so that they have assistance. So if something does go wrong, okay, if they are in the middle of a run and they do collapse, or if they're in the middle of a run and they get so out of breath that they just like, have to sit down and they're all daisy and woozy and whatever, they've got someone there to help them, okay? Because the last thing you wanna do is give someone the advice to go and do exercise, um, and then on their first session, it goes that horribly that they decided they're just gonna sit in the chair for the next 16 years of their life, which is really sad. So yeah, that's heart conditions. Okay, so our next one is fractures and bone density. So once again, due to the aging process, due to a potentially poor diet. So when I say that, I mean a diet low in calcium or lower in calcium. Um, By the way, most people actually aren't getting their recommended daily intake of calcium, um, especially females. And a lack of weight bearing activity, so resistance training. So these three things in combination, or um, these three things individually can all cause bone density issues, but when you have all three things in combination, it's gonna basically guarantee that you're gonna have bone density problems, causes bones to become brittle and less dense. So what does that actually look like? So if I took my femur and I cut it open in half and showed you right now, a healthy, dense femur would look like this. Yes, there are still little holes in the femur, okay? The bone is porous, so you can think of it like a pumice stone that you, I'm sure you've all seen before. Um, because bones do have a blood supply and it does need pores for the blood to flow through. However, a good healthy bone will be mostly full. However, a brittle bone looks like this, okay? So over time, that white stuff, imagine the white stuff is is calcium deposits inside bones. So that has been robbed away. um, And therefore you end up with these types of bones. Very, very porous, lots of holes in them, like in the middle of them, not like looking at the side of it. But if you cut it open, you'd see lots of holes, and you do um, in cadavers and stuff. So if this person was to fall, okay, um, you know, and land on their elbow, it'll bloody hurt. They might get a bruise. They might actually bruise their bone itself, but they'll be okay. If this person falls, oh my gosh, they're going to fracture their elbow. They might fracture, they might fracture their humerus, radius, and ulna all together. Okay. Um, And we know from our heart tissue injuries video that sometimes if fractures are complicated, so those bone shards can break off and then like cut into their muscles and then worse off if you fracture bones around this area, especially your hips, hips are really bad for older people. Um, You fracture those bones and they go into your organs, then you know, you die. Fractures um, and falls generally are one of the largest reasons why elderly people unfortunately um, pass away. So adding to this as well, I've got a point here, osteoporosis, um, which is basically um, a stage, not a stage, it's a condition due to mainly menopause um, with females that during that time of their life, they need extra calcium. And it's the same reason why this happens in the first place anyway, whether you have osteoporosis or not, is that Your body needs calcium to produce hormones, okay? Everybody needs calcium on a daily basis to have a good, efficiently functioning um, body. If you don't get enough calcium in your diet, your body still needs that calcium to produce its hormones um, and it will do so from taking it from your bones. So especially with these combinations um, and because females need extra calcium during menopause if they don't get that um, and childbirth as well, if they don't get extra calcium in that time, then they are more likely to develop um, bone density issues. So, recommendations. So how do we go against this? First of all, we're not gonna do any contact sports, e.g. rugby, rugby league, union, basketball, etc. Okay, Nothing like that, because if we bump into someone, we could actually break them, literally. We're also gonna try and avoid sports that have high risks of falling, e.g. basketball, netball, things like that. Okay? When there's lots of, lots of quick foot movements, you can trip over yourself and fall. Um, that can also be bad because we just know that if you fall and you have bone density problems, well it's probably going to be very bad. So what do you do instead? The best way to stimulate um, bone density production is through resistance training. So you can start off by doing weight-bearing activities, so you know push-ups, sit-ups, body weight, squats, lunges, things like that. Um, and then you can even use elastics, So, you know, elastics are the bands that uh, basically are rated at like half a kilo, quarter of a kilo, one kilo, etc. And the the bands go up in difficulty. Um, But the good thing about bands is that one, they're portable. Two, um, people are able to use the bands in a whole range of different motions. Like you can basically use an elastic band and do a full body workout with it. Um, And the other thing is that if you do something wrong with the exercise and you have to like let go of the band or drop it, you're not gonna hurt anything because it's it's an elastic band, it weighs like 10 grams. So it's quite quite a safe option and it is what is recommended for you to write about. Barbell training can be safe and can be very good um, for stimulating bone density production. However, you wouldn't send an elderly person in to do that straight away. Okay, so that's why I said not barbells in brackets at first. So once they've done some bodyweight exercises and once they've done some elastics and they've actually developed some bone density, developed some strength over maybe the course of three to six months, then you could look at upgrading to barbells. Um, but if you do so, make sure at, any, at all times you are going to be using assistance and spotters just in case something you know, gets a bit awkward um, so that they can help you because we don't want exercise to be a cause of um, sedentary behavior. We want exercise to help you live that quality life going forward. Cool, we've got one more to cover. All right, so our last one is flexibility and joint mobility. So flexibility um, and joint mobility, so your, your ability to move your joints through a full range of motion, does decrease as you age. Due to um, a loss of elasticity in your tendons, ligaments, and muscles. So once again, think of the balloon thing I said before, okay, nice, young, fresh balloon, put it in the sun for a week, come back, dry, crusty, old balloon. So your muscles, ligaments, and tendons, they are the soft tissues of your body. Remember that they they all have blood supplies. So as you get older, um, the the lack of blood flow through those um, decreases, especially with um, inactivity and therefore those things become dry, brittle itself, so they sort of seize up so that you can't move it through a full range of motion anymore. When you exercise, so if I was doing bicep curls, for example, um, my bicep itself would receive a large flow of blood. Um, Next would be um, my tendons, and then lastly would be the ligaments around my joints, in my elbow here, but you would need to do like basically a lot of high repetitions to get any blood flow to these things. Like strength training, for example, when you're doing like that one to six repetition maximum, doesn't really put any blood at all in tendons and ligaments. So the lack of inactivity is the biggest reason why you lose flexibility and joint mobility as you get older. Now, flexibility and joint mobility is definitely important for quality of life. Remember, we're trying to make sure that those last years of our life are um, valuable And flexibility is especially important because it's just everyday tasks you need, e.g. tying your shoes up, walking up some stairs, getting a tray of cookies out of the oven, okay? All of those things which can be really difficult if you are inflexible. So what are our recommendations to enhance and maintain our flexibility? So first of all, we're going to do a regular gentle static stretching program. So daily or twice daily, depending on how much time you've got when you're retired, means that you'll be doing a full body stretching program, holding each stretch for 20 to 30 seconds um, at a level of remember discomfort, but not pain. And I've just got there, eg hamstring stretch. Okay, So you know where you sit down, you reach forward to touch your toes, um, stretching your hamstring and your glute there, holding it for 20 to 30 seconds. So doing that daily will actually over time, very slowly, but over time it will improve your flexibility. The second one is exercise involving dynamic movement. So remember, dynamic stretching is basically moving your full your joints through their full range of motion during movement as opposed to holding it like a static stretch. So a good example of this is Tai Chi and yoga, okay? Tai Chi and yoga, most of the time you are moving and then there's a stretch component to it and then you move again. So Tai Chi and yoga are very highly recommended. It's why you see a lot of old people in the park doing Tai Chi, for example. And our last one is exercising in aquatic environments. So, um, you know, heated swimming pools. So the the temperature increase um, in a heated swimming pool obviously increases blood flow to your muscles, ligaments, and tendons. So the exercise you do does stimulate blood flow to those things and hopefully therefore loosening you up and therefore making you more flexible. So all of these things can improve and maintain your flexibility and joint mobility as you get older. And that's it. That was our video on adults and aged athletes. Thank you. Bye.